talk to us. We let you in. <gasps> Welcome into the 49th episode of Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Another season two bonus between season two, season three, keep you happy with the movie currently in theaters. Just came out if you're listening to this right away. Talk to me from 2023. We're going to have break down the plot of Talk to Me. We're going to have the scariest and funniest moments of the movie. Best kill, winner and loser. We'll rate Talk to Me 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list, and we will discuss... Could this happen in real life, and would we recommend you go see this right now in theaters? Before all of that, first of all, hope you've all been doing well. Go to social media, though, right now. Also, wherever you're listening, first, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you know where you're listening. Go on there, subscribe to us, give us five stars and a rating and a review. What do you like about the podcast? What movies do you... This is our last bonus episode before Season 3 comes back in October. What movies do you want to see us break down next season? Which really... Honestly, not that far off. About two months away. So we're really not that far off. Secondly, social media. Go to Twitter. Follow us. You can follow me, your co-host, Ryan King, at Ryan underscore King underscore now. But you can follow our co-host, Davis Dillingham, and the show at... Uh, you can follow me on the new social media platform, X, at uh, oh, the God. real... <laughs> uh. Jeez. At the real double D's, just D's and no E's in between. But, of course, please, more importantly, go follow the podcast Twitter page, at Talk of the House, underscore, all one word, underscore at the end. You especially got to follow it right now, because we are, I mean, basically dead in the middle of a fun uh, bracket, not challenge, mm. but just a bracket championship for all of the movies we've done so far on the podcast. All 48. All for, Some 48. have been eliminated by now, but go there now, and you can yes. vote yeah. going forward. We're still, like... You know, still quite a few. We're to still be earlier. Decided. On. We're yeah. first round. We're first round. We have yeah. a lot. By, by the of time you to get to this, you know, might be to the round of thirty-two. But still, t- still tons of movies a lot available. Of tournaments to go. So go on there. Yes, vote. I agree. Thank you for reminding me of that, Davis. But follow us on social media. Again, this is your last opportunity. The next time you hear, the tournament will be over, and season three will be back. So if you want to give us movie ideas, you want to vote on what you think for the first forty-eight that we've broken on everything but talk to me, we'll be eligible for it. You can help decide the best scary movie we have broken down so far and give us ideas for season three. Troll 2 like is I'm... already eliminated. Uh, we're sorry for that. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah, it's sorry. too far gone at this point. Sorry. I also feel like I am shot out of a cannon, but I am so excited to be back that it's been a few <laughs> weeks since we've done one. We did Troll 2. That was the other bonus. But it is nice to be back. Scary Boy Summer is coming to an end, dude. It's it's No, no it's not. Almost... <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's going to carry, carry over into the, to the fall. I'm wildly still uh, on vacation in Aruba, and they <laughs> mailed me a like a projector and a screen. And it's incredible. I, I love it. They don't well, have technology Davis, here. It's weird. <laughs> we are going to do a normal episode, even though this is maybe the quickest we've done one. We've done other movies in theaters, but I don't think we, we watched this the day never, after yeah, it came yeah. out. And we're releasing the episode two days after it came out. So we always start with Davis's history breakdown. Davis fascinating to hear the history you have for us on this one. What do you have for All Talk right, to well, Me from me lower two days your, ago? Lower your expectations then, because unsurprisingly, you yeah. have like a mix between like two things. One, it's like a brand new movie, so there's not like just a wealth of knowledge about it in general. I mean, it literally came out for the first time like four days ago-ish. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of a... Not a smaller budget movie, but more of an independent type movie. So it felt like that, yeah. You're not going to get 
just a ton of backstories stuff here. Um, coming from the A24 studio, maybe maybe the hottest movie studio out there right now. It's up there. Maybe the hottest one. Um, especially for the horror genre. Um, putting a lot of good stuff out there. Um, the directorial debut for Danny and Michael... We're going to go Philippo. Philippow. It's Philip with O-U at the end. But it's mm. Australian, most likely, is what I'm guessing. Philippow. Something like that. That sounds right, right? Just um, say it really quick and, you know, no one Philippo, knows. Uh, Danny and Michael Philippo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. This is actually the most interesting fact that I have. It's downhill besides mm-hmm. that. Um, so these brother directors have the YouTube channel called Raka Raka or Raka Raka. I'm not sure which one. Mm. Where they make just a bunch of different kinds of uh, short videos. But they have over 1.5 billion views for all of their wow. videos. Okay. And if you like go through their videos and just scroll through them, each one of them has like 20 million views. It's insane. I don't know how Good I've never Lord. heard of it before. Like, insane amount of views. Um, oh, yeah, and the only other thing, um, I don't have their names. It's only like a couple producers. But a couple of producers for this movie were also on one of your favorite movies of all time, Ryan. Think Bob about Duke. it. Yeah. I knew it. it. I, this had such Bob Duke vibes. It I was did. like, man. Because Bob Australian Duke was Australian. Too. It was Australian. Sure was. Yeah, yeah. I had yep, that. Sure I didn't. Well, I didn't want to say it to you in the theater, but I was like, this has some, not like the movies mirror each other, but it has Bob Duke vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that does not surprise me. Family drama, Australian. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't know Bob Duke was Australian either. Did, neither one did I know they were Australian until I watched. I was like, oh, these people are yeah. first of all driving on the wrong side of the street and the wrong side of the car. In the car, but yeah. you know, but and their accents, you know. <laughs> and oh yeah, and they sound different. But that's right. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Other that's what that. we have, Ryan. There's like well, I guess we'll nothing. go right. We'll go right literally. into it then. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's get right to that plot breakdown. Okay, so first of all. What? A young man, Cole. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this one was just a given. Like this is this one's so obvious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, really is. Um, like, I'm obviously. glad we gave our audience uh, like eight seconds of dead air there before we got into anything. There. But, anyways, uh, if you have not seen this movie, which I'm kind of gonna guess you probably have, <laughs> I would say a majority of people haven't right now. Just came out. So, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it. To be spoiled, we are about to break down everything in the plot. No spoilers being withheld. So you can pause now. Obviously, well, you could pirate the movie somewhere. Surely it's online somewhere. Um, I'm sure it is. Absolutely. Or you could be a generous human being. Go support your local theater and go see the movie. Jeez, people. I mean, you could find it for, probably find it for seven bucks places. Oh, easily, easily. Go see it in theaters. Come back. Listen to us. Time in. A young man, Cole, stumbles through a crowded house party as he attempts to locate his brother, Duckett, who is injured. While Cole's escorting him out and tries to stop everyone from filming him, Duckett stabs Cole before statally, fatally stabbing himself. Fatally stabbing himself is even a kind way of playing this. Stabs himself, like, basically in the eye, like, straight through the head, like, hey, into yeah. the brain. Pretty brutal. Also, now that I think about it, his parents did zero uh, favors for him naming him Duckett. You can do so yeah, many. Yeah, you know. You can do so much. Were you also, this is like a, I guess a bit of a spoiler. Were you not shocked that Cole lived? 
I thought for sure he was dead. Oh, I thought he was like, absolutely dead. He stabbed I mean, he him hard, straight right in the chest, chest. straight and in the chest. It's, honestly, he seemed fine. Like he seems like, like he's living normal life besides yeah. emotional trauma. But yeah, that was shocking. Like it was a yeah, hard I, I and sure right in the middle of the chest. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, seventeen-year-old uh, Mia is struggling with the second anniversary of her mother Rhea's suicide and her emotionally distant relationship with her father Max. She finds solace in her best friend Jade's family, consisting of Jade's mother and little brother, Riley. They go driving later after she, being Mia, picks up Riley, and a dying kangaroo is on the side of the road. Riley says, you have to put it out of your misery. It very much get out vibes. Riley said, you have to put it out of its misery. She was going to, and they didn't have a gun or anything. They were just going to run this thing over. (laughs) Not even a guarantee that kills it immediately. So, Man, very unsettling. Instead, she moves around it. Very clearly, um, not even, this isn't even a spoiler, at the time you can tell, very much symbolism for that's something, something that's coming in the movie. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Mia, Jade, and Riley sneak out, sneak out's very uh, liberal term there as the mother knew they were leaving, yeah. <laughs> uh, to a party hosted by Haley and Joss. The main attraction is a mysterious severed and embalmed hand, which they use to conjure spirits by lighting a candle and saying, talk to me, which allows them to meet the spirit. Next, they say, I let you in for full possession. The candle is blown out after 90 seconds to close the door. Otherwise, the spirits will stay. Mia goes first and is possessed by a spirit that threatens Riley, although the possession exceeds the time limit. The group plays again at Jade's house the next night where young Riley volunteers. He is possessed by Rhea's spirit, or so we think. Who speaks to Mia? Mia stops the group from blowing out the candle and the time limit is well overexceeded. Riley's body is overtaken by the spirit, and he brutally smashes his face on the table and the corner of another, like, I wouldn't even say a table, a, uh, like, a like dresser. dresser type thing? Yeah. And, ta- and uh, nearly, he attempts to and nearly takes out his own eye. He is hospitalized while the rest of the group is quite traumatized from that point forward. Mia, now haunted by visions of a ghostly Rhea, is... Turned away by Jade and her mother, Sue, who blame her for Riley's injuries, while Fair seems fairly cruel as well. I, Seeking comfort. I mean, how do you, I don't know. I like, yeah. Literally everybody says, like, like, nobody did anything, and I don't know. She like, just gets the blame. And they moved on pretty quick. It was like, next day, like, ah, oh, we don't blame you. Like, <laughs> okay, well, that was fast. Australia seems uh-huh. like a fairly easygoing place, you know? Besides yeah, all the like, poisonous true, things everywhere, but... <laughs> Seeking comfort from Jade's boyfriend, Daniel, whom she used to date, quote-unquote, and still has feelings for, Mia yeah, assaults him generous. after... They, like, what? They yeah. They, like, dated for a couple months, and all they did was hold hands, like, come on. Hold hands, like, once, basically. Yeah. But while she's possessed, she actually assaults him, which is very kind okay, in the review. Way. What happens yeah. <laughs> is she sucks was... on his feet in She was sleep. possessed, though. That's she was possessed by... Yes, but she still did do that. No, she did. She Actually, you know what? Was she possessed? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe not. Oh, I mean, uh, she might have a twist. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't I, hate it. I, mean, I had a ghost within me. I don't. Whoopsie. What happened? Do you want to continue? Now what's gonna, what no? else is going to be in come me? Back. <laughs> what else is going to be in me? Uh, oh she uses God. the embalmed. <laughs> she uses the embalmed hand to contact Rhea, who tells her that her death was accidental, and Mia needs to help Riley. It's Riley also... is still possessed. It's also interesting that 
it d- still describes it as an embalmed hand because like they kind of talk about like the origin of like the hand and not knowing really what it that was. That might be. So we're f- yeah. for sure going like they chopped off that's like, what a this psychic's one hand and embalmed it. Yes. If you break, Which, it I, open, that's what I would have leaned towards. But we didn't. We did not know. But I, my guess was there was actually a hand. That, that would have been my guess, just to have like the like that's how they can take possession. Is uh, I guess, but it, it just seems like hand. it's just a big stretch. <laughs> it's very like, weird. It's yeah. very strange. Uh, Riley is still possessed, and he's attacking Jade at the hospital and violently self-harming. This time, after he attempts to attack her, he falls on the ground and smashes the back of his head against the wall over and over. Some of these hits are so brutal. I do not know how his skull was not, like, cracked open and caved in. Both from the front ones, corners of, like, like, this is incredible. Well, the second one that you were just talking about when he's in the hospital, he's cracking the tiles that... And like he's hitting destroying it. Yes. Like yeah. it's like making a hole in the wall. It's it, like anyway. You must drink a lot of milk, the, you know. Keep those bones. <laughs> the friends track down Cole, who reveals and this is the brother from the beginning, still again, alive, he's alive. and seems totally he's alive. fine. He is he reveals the bus, that, though, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true, loser. He reveals <laughs> that the spirits will weaken the longer they stay in Riley's body, so they need to wait it out, though Mia fears that the spirits will kill Riley before that. Kind of a weird twist, because most movies would be the opposite. The longer you let the spirits stay in, the stronger like, they get. Exactly. This was waited out. Spirits get weaker. Like didn't maybe, really make maybe a lot of Cole sense. Maybe Cole was to full me. of shit. He was just like maybe, maybe he just had like no telling idea. him something to get him to go away. Yeah, uh, it'll be fine. Just, just wait it out. I don't know. It's like a cold. It'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> Mia deduces that they need to complete the ritual by blowing out the candle, which they failed to do the first time. They contact the spirit of a little girl who shows Mia a vision of Riley being tortured by the spirits. Mia's father, Max, reads her Rhea's suicide note that he had hidden from her, apologizing, but Rhea's ghost tells Mia that Max is lying before she's attacked by an evil spirit in the form of her father. And Mia, when she's on the ground being attacked by her not-father spirit, she grabs the scissors, right as her dad runs in, and inadvertently stabs her real father in the side of the neck with the scissors. Again, though, not dead. Unbelievable. It, there was a full stream that just yes. went straight sideways. And he's in there for a long time. Oh, yeah. He's in oh, there for yeah. a long time before Jade finds him. And, like, the guy lives at the end. Another spoiler. Guy lives. Unbelievable. The, I, the stabbings in this just do nothing. Like, everyone's getting stabbed and nothing's happening. They're built different in Australia is what I'm getting from yeah, this. You can slam different. your head down on desks and into walls over and over yeah. and crack your skull and get stabbed by a knife, stabbed in the neck by scissors. You'll live through all It'll of that. Okay. It's incredible. Makes sense. After being told by Rhea that Riley needs to die in order to be set free, Mia tricks Jade and Sue into leaving and enters Riley's enters Riley's hospital room where he takes the appearance of a rotting spirit. She finds herself unable to kill him. Jade, having gone having gone to Mia's house, finds a bleeding Max and then returns to the hospital just as Mia leaves with Riley in a wheelchair. The spirits attempt to convince Mia to push Riley into good, oncoming traffic. Pretty good speed by Jade. She, she, got she made fast. really good time. Yeah, she, she made really good fast. time. <laughs> but the spirits want her to push Riley into the oncoming traffic. The reason of this is if Riley dies with the spirits still inside him, he will be with them forever. He is now trapped with them. His soul belongs to them. Also, now that I think about it, really inefficient way to kill Riley. Like, why did you need to take him all the way, like, across to Well, the Lord highway? knows you can't, like, cut his throat because any, any sort of, like, you know, blade or anything won't do it. So You know what? Great point, actually. She, she had the, to, like, the only option. It's the only way. And as we find out, 
Mia instead throws herself in front of the traffic, causing a car crash. And remember, her spear, because she went too long with the possession, was still inside of her. So, an injured Mia regains consciousness. Wandering the hospital, she sees a fully healed Riley with Jade and Sue. Happy ending for them. As she attempts to reach Max, who has survived his injury... Quite quick, instead, quickly, by the way. He's, he was up and walking yes, around. Yes, fine. very fast. She instead finds herself on the other side of another embalmed hand as partygoers play the game, realizing she has died from, once again, throwing herself into like 50-mile-an-hour traffic and hitting yeah. her head. So she should have. She has now died from that and become a spirit herself. In scene. In scene. Pretty good. We, we, Davis and I usually don't talk about much of this before this, but uh, pretty solid indie, not going to lie. Felt like Very that's a good way to end this. Very Should have been how it goes, yeah. Could have gone so many different ways with the ending, but that was... I, there weren't many other endings that could have finished that movie better, I think. Agreed. Agreed. But... We now get to the first things we always break down. The first one being the scariest moment of the movie. It is a scary movie, a horror movie after all. Davis, what was your scariest yes. moment of Talk to Me? This is a slightly interesting one because I don't – was there a single jump scare in this movie? Okay. There, That's a yes, good there question. kind of is. Anytime, like, a person said talk to me and, like, they first saw the yeah, spirit for the first time. But it really only works the first, like, time or two because then you come to expect then it. Then you just expect it, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not – it plays more on, like, the creepy factor or just, like, kind of the possessed person goring themselves is the only other yeah, um, yep. super yep. scary thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't think there's too many other scenes you could truly go with. It's either one of the scenes where Riley's hurting himself, I think, has to be the scariest moment. And I would say particularly yeah. the first one, especially when he goes to start pulling his eye out. That was like a what-the-fuck moment. I definitely wasn't Man, expecting yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, a little shades of uh, hereditary when the main character's banging his head on the desk, except it goes God, yeah. way beyond that as far as like the violence and the gore with it. So that's absolutely what mine would be. Yeah, I mean, I think other ones that should be mentioned, um, Mia's first possession is probably the most intense possession, just like not, you know, gore-wise, but just like what, because it's the first time we're really seeing it. Um, and it had some other, she easily had the, that possession particularly was easily the, yes. well, I say easily, it might have been the creepiest. Cause she, I think it was definitely the creepiest, definitely, because his was like sweet because he was the mom. It didn't get weird until he started smashing his head. Like, his but possession wasn't like... The other one was that was creepy was when um, Daniel is the boyfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was weird. It, creepy in a, in a, like, weird sexual kind of way. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly, like, hinting at some sort of, like, he keeps that suppressed or whatever. Right, right. I, I think. But he but, was full-on making out with the, the bulldog. God. And that acting looked like that was actually happening, so that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> that was um, that was but I would agree, both Riley ones, I would go with the first, like, man, when he's on the corner oh my God, of the table, dude. and then going over to the other one, where, like, the sounds of it, like, the cracking of, like, his skull yeah. and stuff, it is so intense. I would go with that, but this was more of a uncomfortable scare. The dying deer one made me, or it wasn't dying deer, uh, dying kangaroo <laughs> oh, made something. me 
that made me very uncomfortable. Like, I know it was not a real one. It's like an animatronic robot, but like seeing it suffering that, and I thought we were going to see like them run over. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it was just, you know, I don't, that's the only type of horror I really don't like is the really uncomfortable things like that where it's like, oh my gosh, this animal yeah. is like suffering on the side of the road. We're just like watching it. Are we going to see them drive over it and like gore it to death? I was like, I don't want to see that. So. Yeah. Really didn't. I, I guess it still would go with Riley Smash Fade just because it's so intense. It and is. we start trying to take out of his eye. It was so intense. But the Dying Kangaroo was like just a very uncomfortable. Like man, I hate this. This is terrible. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, I kind of take take away some of the scariness of the possessions at a certain point because like they're doing it so often to where it's like, yep, yep. They're like enjoying it. It's not like a scary thing to them really. Yes. Well. And the other reason I, th- I I think I have the kangaroo one up there is similar like the strangers things that I can really put in like real life situations mm. like gets me a little bit more where I'm like I could drive around and see like a deer in a very similar situation that's not impossible by any means oh, you know I thought you were or a say dog you were like and I driving down I thirty five and you see a kangaroo in the middle of the road. a kangaroo now that would be wild I mean there's <laughs> a zoo there's a zoo nearby you could that's yeah possible. one of like the Ford get out there yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about the funniest moment, Davis? What do you think the funniest moment of Talk to Me was? Definitely way more f- intentionally or trying to be funny moments in this movie than uh, very honestly, very surprising how much there were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not all of them landed. I would say like some of them kind of felt like kind of cheesy, like teenager humor stuff. But there was other stuff that did hit well, and other stuff that wasn't supposed to be funny that. I kind of laughed at, um, but, and one of those being the guy making out the, with the dog. That was one of those where it was kind of so ridiculous that I had to kind of so weird. It. it was just God, that was so weird. I um, was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll give, um, <laughs> okay, two honorable mentions, actually. One of them, another one that I don't think is supposed to be funny, but like made me kind of giggle throughout the movie remembering it. But when uh, Mia's picking up Riley at the very beginning of the movie, I love that like he's at a like a skate park, but he just has like a little razor scooter, and I thought that yeah. was hilarious for some reason. Just go some to early two thousands vibes there. Scooter. Yeah. Yes. Also, that transitions right into like them like screaming, uh, singing whatever. I can't remember what the song was. Chandelier. Chandelier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great singing, screaming song to do too. Um. Also give honorable mention to when they're discussing, like, the possible origins of the hand, and they get into, like, yeah, they think they chopped the hand off some uh, some psychic medium's uh, body and embalmed it. You know, white people shit. I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> Which nice. it really is. I'll always, yeah, always enjoy that. But I think the funniest moment, and I really don't remember the exact lines to it, but when um, Riley and Jade's mom is going through the house and interrogating no. them about if they're going to have a party. When she it is knows legitimately well they're going to have a party. It's so Legitimately funny. funny. Yeah. It is like all the lines. I thought you were going with the sucking of the... I for sure... I'm going with the mom interrogating was... Daniel and all them. I thought you were going with Mia sucking Daniel's feet and all that. I definitely did laugh at Mia's sucking Daniel's feet also. Okay. Okay. But that one... That one was so tr- intentionally trying to be scary. And was a little bit when it was the spirit sucking the feet 
But, but like, what about, I mean, the the funny was also when they talked about it later. It's like you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I was yeah. second that you were what? Like and that that part was meant to be. Yeah. I do yeah. agree with you that the mom interrogating all of them was hilarious. It was like that was really underrated uh, character. I, she had she had a decent amount of good scenes throughout the movie. She was actually a pretty important character for mm-hmm. what you would not expect being all about the kids and everything. She was like yeah. a pretty big character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you have this year, or do you have several? Uh, you, you, I mean, mom interrogating is the one I picked. I mentioned sucking the feet. Um, the bulldog, like it was just, so, it was so weird. The only other one, this wasn't a joke. It was just something that I noted and I, I, I had to find a place to bring it up. Did you notice that all of the doorknobs were freaking neck high? When you walk into a room, the doorknobs are literally at the neck or at the head. Every room I you go in, it's that. the weirdest thing. That makes no sense. I Why don't would you get... put it that high. It was crazy. The bedroom. Because, like, you know, the mom would be standing there like, oh, what are you going to do tonight? And she's holding – it's, like, literally in line with her neck. It's like, that's so weird. Why is it so high? And maybe that's I'm a thing to, in Australia. I, it, I don't know. Well, it but, probably is, but I'm trying to, like, think of a logical reason why they would be that high. I, it, they I hate little people. Australia, yeah. Australia hates little – like, we will not have little no, people in this country, you know what it so. is? They've got so many creepy crawlies. They're like, we can't put the doorknob too low because the little little Tarantula's going to get gonna, it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bust it, like, yeah, turn it, that knob with its hairy legs and get it. I don't know. If it's, I if just it's two feet higher, it. they can't climb that high. So. It, it literally took me out of the story sometimes. I was watching, like, there it is again. Like, in the hospital. There it is. Like, it's everywhere. I was like, I at first, was it just their house? It. it was like, it was everywhere. And it's something I just absolutely noticed. So I'm like, weird. that is so strange. Because ours are, one oh, scene. what's ours, like, two and a half feet off the ground, you guess? Um, like, what's a doorknob? Maybe, maybe close three? Close to three feet, yeah. Close to it's three. a solid, gotta be, like, over four feet. Oh, like make close so to five. Awkward. That seems like more of like was, a safety hazard. Like if you trip, your it, face is going straight into. That. What about when you're carrying things? It, like good oh, luck. That's like, so inconvenient. Yeah. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. There was also that scene in the movie where uh, they flush the toilet and it goes the opposite way than it does in America. Oh, I didn't even look. I do know that's a I'm thing down there. But I, I did not. Even there look. wasn't. A scene oh, like that. <laughs> okay. Man, there should have been, been there. That should have been in there. That, like if that's going to be a worldwide release, you gotta you gotta get yeah. that in there. Clearly, they're proud of their Australian heritage, so they should have just put That's that in. That's very true. You know what I mean? What about the best kill, Dave? As far as I know, there was only two that I counted. So what right. do you think was the best kill? Right. There could... Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, because there was one... Technically, there was two suicides. Technically. Okay, I'm not counting Rhea because it didn't happen in the movie. So I'm not counting it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I got Duckett sure. and Mia is what I got. Oh, no, 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 no. You forgot the one that I'm picking. There's another? M- Mia killing her dad. That was like the most... No, he he doesn't die. Oh, my God, he doesn't die. He doesn't okay. die. I don't care. That's I'm still like... picking that. He should have died. He, I'm he, still picking He lived, and somehow Riley lived. No, <laughs> Everyone no, lives in no, this thing. I don't care. I'm still picking that. <laughs> he should have okay. died. A For the first time, we we're actually had, having... Had pressure... <laughs> Going sideways out of his neck. 100% I'm picking Be- Best kill is someone who actually didn't die. I love and then 30 it. Minutes I love it. Later, 30 minutes later, he's still, he hasn't bled well, out yet. And then yeah, the next yeah, day, That's he's up and walking week. around. Okay. Well, it wasn't the next day. If you notice, after she died, yeah, she went quickly. Because, like, Riley was totally better. Like, this is clearly way No, but Riley was totally better right after Mia died at the end. Like, it, he's over there on the side of the road with uh, Jade, and he looks like himself yeah. again. He looks like oh, he so did. Funny. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, it, he like immediately. Okay, which when you think the doctor should have, have to go by. <laughs> the, I don't know. The doctor should have seen they, that happen and been like, "Wait a minute, there's no chance you 
healed well, that fast. E- even if he looked better, just for like the psychological part, and they're all smiling, and they're clearly not traumatized by you know Mia dying. Sometimes Damn. still had to go by, you know. That's so true. There but I do, I do like the well, pick. Well, at least we have I, I Riley like back pick. now. <laughs> Sorry, Mia. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do like the pick. Uh, I am going with uh, Duckett, though. That's a brutal. The way he stabs, just like it, first of all, it comes out of nowhere. It had like, some force behind it, dude. It, it had, had some, some real force, force behind it, and he just like turned into slam. And I was like, yeah. whoa. Like it really sets the tone for the movie. Not really because no one else dies until me at the very end, just hitting her head on a car. Um, so I had to go duck it. Sam, I do agree. I, was, I actually <laughs> had, I actually had Max down and deleted. It. I was like, oh, he's walking. Never mind. I guess he lives. Or so Max. I would have gone Riley if he died in some fashion, or Max. But we got robbed of those. So I went with duck it. But I like to pick some pick a Max. I still like it. I, I don't know. I guess I get not killing Max because like he's a little bit essential to how that movie ended, you know, where she's like trying to, you still could have done something else. Like she chases after, you know, Jade or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. He should have died. I mean, come on. There's no way dude. (laughs) I know. I know. Trust me. I agree. I don't know the exact number, what it takes for a volume of blood to lose before you die, but he lost like, 10% 10% within the first 10 seconds, I would say. Yeah, it was about to say he lost a good gallon or two immediately. Yeah. Like, it just shot out. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And the fact she had, like, none of it on her is pretty incredible. She had, like, a white shirt and, like, none of this, like, stream of blood was yeah, on her. It was, like, her. just on her, like, the cuffs of her shirt. She, like, kind yeah. of... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what about the winner and loser, Davis? Who do you, who do you think won? Talk many, to me. How many uh, segment transitions... In this show, do you think are anyway? All it happens a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> I would love to know, honey. What are we on? Winner? Okay. Um, oh, this was easily the easiest. Like one of the uh, okay. the categories to do. It's Quentin okay. Tarantino. Easy. Okay. No explanation needed. I mean, Quentin how, Tarantino. how is how is that? What do you mean? He's notorious for having like a foot kink fetish, like. He is probably, I mean, he's probably already bought this movie, has, like, the rights to it or something. I mean. Is he actually, I've never heard that. Is oh, that actually dude. a thing? Oh, my God, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I knew Rex Ryan does. I knew that. Oh, nice. But, yeah, like, I think uh, huh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is most recent one. Uh, there's some dirty-ass feet that are in shots for Ooh. a long time. In one, I don't remember what it is. One of his, like, early films, he... He sucks toes, actually. He absolutely did suck, suck toes, now that I think about it. Quentin Tarantino did? Yeah. He was directed and was like had a small role in the movie. And Good Selma Lord. Hayek like, pours tequila down her leg, and he sucks it off her toes. Which I would, well, too. Well, did not but, know that. Shout out um, Quentin. Jeez. Did not yeah, know that. So, I mean, I kind of over put this on him. Really, any of the Foot King people are going to fucking love this movie. To Just good, to rewind and watch it all over again. <laughs> Oh, it's a and lot. you get two different people. You get the two different weird, people for a combined. Got to be like a good like twenty seconds or something. Oh, those long. things are. I, I was confused at first because like she's gonna bite those toes off, right? No, that's what I thought. That's absolutely what I thought too. Yeah, going to town, going to town. <laughs> <laughs> so I went. It's kind of opposite of that reason, but it's not. It has nothing to do with the foot sucking. So I my winner was germaphobes, and here was the reason why. Um, I don't mind. 
um, human interaction, touching, you know, like shaking hands and stuff. But germaphobes don't. You can handle human uh, interaction. That's good. Exactly. (laughs) Good job. And you're like Howie Mandel. He's really against, you know, like shaking hands. He'll like fist fist bump bump and stuff like that. You would never be possessed by this thing as a germaphobe. Because if germaphobes, and I don't know if they're all this way, but just saying, just stay with me here. If they do generally avoid hands... Well, then you're not using this thing. It's been touched by hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's a severed hand. Yeah. Like, it's there's involved, nothing so. about involved, this. So. Even still, <laughs> there is nothing about this thing that's sanitary. So you might fist bump it, but you're not getting you. You couldn't actually grasp it, and it's fair. Do the full possession. So me, germaphobes would never really be hurt by this thing. So germaphobes winner. And on top of that, like all of the spirits that you do see, they're all like kind of gooey and disfigured and uh-huh. like uh-huh. look fairly diseased. So even if you did do it once, you'd be like, nope, I'm good. I'm, I'm not yep. going to do Never it Never doing that again. Never yeah. And they might even say, talk to me. And they're like, nope, not letting you in. See That's ya. so true. Like, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Like, Just I'm out of here. Uh, my point. loser, I, also, I was really trying you know to... Oh, go ahead. Some of, the, uh, some of the possession scenes, they have like a tough time like getting the embalmed hand out of their own hand. Yep. The germaphobe would have so much uh, antibacterial in their hand, it'd just slip right out. Oh, it would like just slew. fly off. It'd just slip That's right very out. true. That's true. The the loser I tried to be a little more creative. I tried to get more creative winners and losers. Honestly, was just not working. Couldn't come up with one. So the one I have is actually just someone from the movie, and I'm going to make an argument for it. Uh, my Ooh, loser, and, the and there's, mul- there's multiple you could pick, I believe. My loser is Daniel. Is that who you have? No. But I'm interested okay. to hear about this. So here's my reason. Because he got his toes he, sucked. That seems like a winner to he me. He clearly wants to he wants to clearly be with Mia, but for some reason cannot break up with Jade. Like there's something there that he can't but he does not want to be with Jade. Like the spirit, you know, says he hates when you touch him, all that stuff. Like, doesn't really like Jade, likes Mia, but is locked in where he is. He is traumatized. Absolutely traumatized by the toe-sucking, okay? Yeah. After everything at the end of this, after everything that happens, the one that dies, the one person that dies is the one he wants to be with, and now he's stuck with Jade because he seems like way too nice of a guy to actually go end it or anything. Mm. And now Jade has been traumatized through Riley, through Mia dying, all this stuff. He's too nice. He's not going to leave her. He is stuck with her for the rest of time. I'm telling you, if we know what goes forward, they stay together. So Daniel all around, gets abused in this, gets assaulted. The one he wants to be with dies. He gets stuck with the other one. It's brutal. And on top of all of that, I forgot about this. This is one of the other reasons. The time that he gets with it, he is publicly humiliated. Oh, yeah. By no, the things video, he says. That video is going to get Humping on the ground, the, making out yeah. with the dog. Yeah. It's awful. So overall, I thought he really lost yeah. this movie he, in a lot so of ways. True. He's going to get made fun of forever for that video. Yep. Forever. Yep. And he's never going to have the pleasure of getting his toes sucked again, which I nope. would say is the nope. biggest loser. No way Jade's doing that. No way Jade's doing you that. You said he was so, assaulted. That was, that was strong. Come on. He wasn't assaulted. <laughs> Who, who's your loser? Is it Jade? No. Related okay. to Jade, though. Related to Jade. I have to go with Because I considered Jade. Jade. I had to go with Jade and uh, Riley's mom, who I don't have her name. But Sue. 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 First of all, you could make a case for her bringing the winner... Because she might be one of the coolest, most chill moms out there. Like, she's kind of a badass in this thing. Not gonna, she kind of knew yeah. everything that was gonna happen. Like, her kids technically, like at the end, they're fine. You know, like you know, yes. they got messed up a little she bit, but came out fairly okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but the thing is, she kind of doesn't really... She's going to have a lot of trauma from this, is what I'm saying. Like, she's sure. like the cool mom who was like strict in the way of like, don't do any stupid shit. But she was like, I know you're going to sneak out, so just go. Or I know you're going to have a party, <laughs> so just don't be stupid. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but like, she was so nice to like where she brought like Mia basically into her family and all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Mia's dead now. That's all gone. Um, she basically That's lost a, a yeah. daughter. Her son mm-hmm. was like, man, on the brink. It was almost worse than death. Like he wasn't dead, but he was self-mutilating himself, like over and over and over again. And from Fully what the movie possessed. said, it yeah. sounded like every single time he wait, like got conscious, he tried to do he it. So it, it sounded like it was more yeah. than just what we saw. Oh movie. yeah, we. I I definitely got the same thing. It was not. Those were not the only two times. I definitely got the same vibe. Yes. So, and now my God, now she's gonna have to deal. And try well. For also, single mom. Shout out to Baba Duke there. Um, single yep. Australian mm-hmm. moms. Mm-hmm. And now she's gonna have to deal with all the trauma that her, her own kids have on top of the trauma that she has. I just feel like she, for as great as a human being as she portrayed in this movie, she, yes, her son lives, but she is gonna have like so much to deal with after this. So much. She to will. Deal with. She will. She I don't deserves hate the pick. better. She deserves better is why she's a loser. She does. I I don't hate the pick. I still stand uh, with Daniel, but I do. I think we both pick it for very similar reasons. The lasting effect afterward of this. God. Why? <laughs> it's so weird that they were so obsessed with doing this. We'll get into that later it, when we do some other like talk about some other stuff. It was it weird. Was it was weird. Very strange. Well. Let's get to why we have this podcast in the first place, Davis. What do you think about that? I think yes. All right. So <laughs> this is why we have it. We rate scary movies 1 to 100 on our all-time scary movie list. We have five categories. Davis and I each rate the movie 1 to 10 on. So we each have a score out of 50. You add those together, and combined, we will have a score out of 100. Good math. It's been a while. I'm, I'm glad you did good math there. I, I nailed it. First one we got, Davis, the story of Talk to Me. What do you think of the story of Talk to Me, 1 to 10? I thought, and it was interesting because early on in the movie, I thought this might be lower down, but this ended up being my highest category. Um, Same. And, and, and in saying that, like the beginning of the movie started as like a, almost just like a, it felt like a typical teen movie kind of, you know what I mean? Like where uh, we're kind of sneaking around and we're having parties with each other. And it, it was weird because they like, turned the using the embalmed hand into like a drug kind of like where they got it, like a it high very off. much gave like drug vibes i had the same thoughts like this definitely came off like the, these were yeah. this was a drug they were taking and i'm guessing that was supposed to be part of the metaphor because like of course once they let the younger brother try it something goes terribly wrong and it's like just like a typical you know be afraid of drugs story type of that way but I appreciated when it took a turn and kind of turned more onto Mia herself because it, it kind of started off as a, like, Mia, yes, is going to be, like, our main character, but it turned into this the group of teenagers are all going to be doing the same stuff at the same time. But it really got good when it turned back to, like, Mia and her trauma with her mom killing herself, and she, like, goes through a it seems like a lot of battles of not wanting to like believe her mom killed herself and 
you know, they talked about how the mom had like scratches under her fingernails at the door, which is still a weird thing. We like talked about that slightly after the movie. I still don't know what to make of that because I agree that yes, the mom absolutely did kill herself, but why was she, why couldn't she open the door or had those scratches under her fingernails? I, I just don't I, get that. I, my theory, you and I discussed this. My theory is she regretted it. And was just so weak because it was a bunch of sleeping pills. So like, okay, I wonder if it was okay. just like, she's just so like, I mean, I take I take like two at a time when I want to like <laughs> knock you out. Like, could imagine <laughs> taking like twenty or fifty or whatever she's taking. Like, I could imagine where like you just physically, literally can't. Like, it's just relaxed. Like all your muscles, you can't do like anything. You know? Right. Right. So, but I I think it was interesting that the story turned kind of into diving deeper in and it doesn't go super deep but diving more into like Mia's own mental health issues and it kind of yep. mm -hmm. tells the story of you know depression or mental health issues in that side having like a a chronic effect you know being passed down from generation to generation mm -hmm. in a family or their effect overall in the family like me and her dad were super disconnected because of it and her dad you know held back information that her mom did actually kill herself and held back, you know, the whole suicide note. Um, and it even further complicates itself when like Mia literally is attacking her dad. And I think there was a lot of resentment that was kind of reflected in that and all that. And beyond all that, I was very, very satisfied with the ending. Very, very satisfied with the ending. I would have, I, like I said earlier, I, I don't think I could have thought of, a much better way to end it than Mia Biggie being dead now and now being reached out through to through the hand and that sort of thing. Um, so I took off a little bit because it was kind of disconnected between the whole teen movie part and like switching over to Mia's struggles, but I really enjoyed when it did switch over in that fact. So I'm landing at an eight. Yeah, um, I, I think you nailed a lot of what I thought on it. Um, I don't think it's like symbolism for drugs, but I do like that you can kind of interpret it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do yeah. like that. I don't think that's what it is, but I do kind of like that as well. So just like it follows, obviously, in STDs, you know, which that mm -hmm. one we know is. Right. Um, but in hindsight, I even thought about this right after the movie ended. I thought it was a perfect ending because, in hindsight, I don't think it could have ended any other way. There's no yeah. other way I think that could have ended, and I would have been as happy with Riley dying, and she doesn't. They both die. Like, well, with, that's the way I think that it really needed to end. I think that was a like it was pretty perfect on how it how it ended. That's how it should have ended. With any horror movie now, I'm I just have a just a fear watching any new horror movie that they're going to set it up for a sequel. And this didn't really, yep. I don't think they, it didn't exactly do love that, that you went all in for this one. It's unique in what is going on, like possessing spirits by mm -hmm. the severed hand and like how it hurt someone close to her and how that affects her. I agree with, I, I I'd be reiterating a lot of things you're going to say. So I, I'm just going to cut to it. And honestly, I'm the same with you. I went with an eight really good, like nice. not elite, not a nine or 10, but very good. Like, wouldn't make a whole lot of change. I don't even know what I would change, like, that much about it. I don't know how much I would change. Yeah. Uh, that's just my rating for it. And I really like what we got. I really genuinely do. So, um, 
Yeah, eight. Really good score. Uh, very surprised for something that didn't get a ton of publicity. I just remember seeing a trailer for it on IMDb. I was like, this looks really good to be mm-hmm. to come out with an eight story. Very happy with that because I think that's as important, if not more important, than anything you're going to get. I mean, maybe entertainment is the most important just because that's how much you like it. Sure. But um, still, right up there. So, yeah, I agree with a lot of things you're saying. I think a lot of thought was put into it. Great ending. Everything fit together. How she and her dad... Her mom stuff was weird with the suicide, but she and her dad's relationship, she with the new family, uh, the the ex, not even boyfriend, but guy with her best friend, just all of it really tied together well. So um, yeah. not a lot of weird open ending, you know, uh, uh, open ends at the end of it or anything. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty straightforward like and like just like it seems like everything bad is going towards me. Yes, and yep. she's having to deal with it all. What about the scariness, David? It is a scary movie. So, you know, what did you think of the scariness of it? Um, it wasn't bad, but I was slightly disappointed. I felt like they could have done, leaned a lot more into the horror. Um, like we kind of said earlier, there really wasn't a ton of jump scares or anything. Um, not that a movie needs to be relying on that, but like, I mean, it's a horror movie. That's an easy way to get people's heart going and all that. Um, but they did do a decent job of making the possessions really creepy. I, again, I take like a little bit off because they make it to where the possessions aren't as creepy because they're the group of teens is enjoying it so much. Um, they definitely made the the spirits that they are seeing very disfigured um, and weird looking and uh, just looked very creepy. Um, I wouldn't say they're like on the deadite level from Evil Dead, but they were they looked good. I was surprised by that. Um I just wish you had more scenes. It's it felt like the really intense scary scenes that we got were kind of the same. It was both of Riley's like self-mutilation stuff. And then like even even when like Mia's mom would show up as a spirit, you could have done more there and it was like I get it she was using it as like a comfort for her, but the, I, it just like left you wanting more, I guess, you know, and the climax in the end where Mia's, you know, wheeling Riley out really wasn't that scary or anything. Um, so I don't know. It, it had scary moments, moments for sure. Like both of Riley's self mutilation scenes were very intense and were weird. And there was just some creepiness with certain, uh, certain scenes with the uh, the possession. So I end up at a six. I, it, like I said, it's slightly above average. It just, I, th- I think it left me wanting more for scariness. Uh, it's fine. I'm a six as well. Um, and it's where I, I almost went with a five because I agree with a lot of what you're saying that I think a lot of meat was left on the bone. But yeah. I'm going to be more generous on what was there. I did think was pretty good because there was a lot of doom and gloom in the scenes that, like, they're scary. It's not even, like, overtly, like, super scary, but it's, like, even when scary stuff's happening, I'm still, like, what else is going to happen right now? Like, Mm -hmm. when he's self-mutilating, like, man, what? They kind of showed in that first time that some crazy stuff can happen. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't judging it just on what was in there. It was also kind of like, man, this is really setting it up for, like, some crazy stuff to happen. And I think there's something to that where it's leading your mind somewhere, even it if it doesn't some, get there itself. Held some good tension at times, for sure. Yeah, and, and just like Duke, I think maybe that's 
part of Australian horror movies, Australian movies, I don't know. I feel like they, they didn't rely on it, like, totally, but it definitely had its place. It was a lot of tension building up. But when there's scariness there, there was definitely some, like, when you just get glimpses of, like, the, the people on the other side, like, it's pretty, like, freaky. Even before the toe-sucking, when the woman's in the corner, and then it goes back to her again, and she's slowly crawling over, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of it is carried, though, by Mia's first possession and Riley, that first self-mutilation. Those are pretty good. Those those both will get there with, you know, those will stand up to a lot of movies, like those yeah, two yeah, scenes individually. Sure. So, sure. um, and even the very beginning, I remember we're a minute in, and we thought two people were dead, but either way, a guy gets stabbed brutally, <laughs> another one just kills himself by stabbing himself so incredibly hard in, like, the face to kill yeah. himself. It sets the tone. You're like, whoa, what is going to happen? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, I went a little above average. I almost went five because, um, like I said, there was so much meat left on the buzz. Like, you know what? But no, what's there? They did a good job with. So I'm going to show it that respect. I'm going to give it a six. Fair. Fair, fair. What about the acting, Davis? What do you think of the acting of Talk To Me? Uh, kind of the same as scariness, slightly above average. I didn't think there was anything too just impressive but there also wasn't anything like flat out bad um i do think sophia wilde as mia is probably the best role um in the movie she does a good job of i mean she her character goes through a, a shit ton of suffering and she plays that pretty well i think um but besides that it's just i really can't take off points but i can't really give points to anybody it's just fairly middle of the road in my opinion um some of some of the possession scenes, there's like some decent acting with it, but you really there's not long enough to leave an impression. I think so. For acting, also, I'm at a six. Man, I'm also at a six. Um, and you actually gave my exact reason. I think everyone's acting is fine. No, I didn't think anyone was bad. So first of all, I think right. that should be mentioned. Agreed. I didn't think anyone was bad. Generally, it was good, not great, but still pretty good. But I would agree, Mia was good. Um, I thought Sue as the mom was, like, I mean, pretty average, but, like, still good. But specifically where I went above, the reason I went to a six was the possession scenes. I thought Riley Possessed was very impressive for a kid who just seemed like a normal actor, normal kid. I thought he did a really good job. And Mia Possessed, same thing. Like, I thought both of their individual possessions were really good and carried a lot of the acting in the movie. Everything else is pretty normal. And then Mia, she has a lot of stuff going on with her dad and all that. So I think those two are why I went slightly above. Um, yeah. But also because there was nothing to pull it back down. I, I didn't think anyone was bad. Agreed. Agreed. Even the two friends, like, that are kind of the weird, you know, like the, I for, I'm not looking at their names now, but, um, like, Tom, golly, what was their name? Josh or? Is it Josh? I think you said like Haley and like Haley and Joss, J O S S. Yeah. Uh, even they, it's like it's not bad acting at all. I'm not gonna say yeah. it's great, but like it's at worst average, like fine acting. So yeah, yeah. six for me as well. Yeah, I think that's totally. Uh, what about the production, Davis? What do you think about the production that was put into this? First of all, I would say on like the cinematography or directing side, there wasn't anything impressive. Like there wasn't. Not that it was bad. There just wasn't any shots. I was like, oh, that was a sick shot. They did start out the movie. I think that whole first scene might have been a one take. I think That sounds right. I believe that was a one shot. Yeah. I believe that's right. 
but that's like the only thing that really stood out. Mm-hmm. What they really get points here is definitely on the production side and how mm-hmm. they did with the gore and how they did with how they made the spirits look. Um, I was really impressed by that. Um, you can tell, I, I don't know how much is makeup and how much is CGI, if any on any side. But it didn't feel like it, it was a ton of CGI. I yeah, don't if think it so either. Didn't but they, feel like they a did have ton. some certain faces that were like so bloated or like mm-hmm. really distended or stuff like that. So it's kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But they did a really good job with that, and they didn't shy away from like leaning on that. They showed it a lot, and they did mm-hmm. a lot of their scary scenes. Showed a lot of these um, creepy dead people. So. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, like, um, both of the scenes where Riley's going at himself, the gore looks really intense and very real. Um, so both of that stuff, I end up with a seven, mainly that production side carrying carrying that category. It's so funny because I, I am the same reasoning. Um, there was one shot outside of the initial one. I always love one shots. I think those are good one-shot scenes, but also there is one that Mia comes in super out of focus and it like slowly gets sharp again while she's doing whatever, and I liked that. But I agree, not much videography-wise or lighting, anything like that. And in fact, I actually, I get why they were doing it. Her home was just too dark for me when she was with her dad. It was like just Mm. like, oh, it's just like a grim place. But I was like, okay, it's clearly just like shut her down like crazy. Like, (laughs) It's just way too dark in here. Like, he has, like, a lamp on, and there's, like, no light coming from the one. It's like, that bugs me. When it's, like, not even real, you know? That could be an Australian um, thing. You don't know. Could they be an Australian thing. I mean, maybe the light goes backwards, like the waters. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I would agree, though. Um, my credit goes to the, uh, not monsters, but the people and how they look. They were monstrous um, in the way they looked, absolutely. The, right. Yes. And the self-mutilation. Um... I could only give so many points because we just still didn't get that much of it. It's still, like, so little. In, in, in the grand, It's only an hour and a half long, but in the grand scheme of it, it I couldn't pull myself to a seven. That's what I, I really wanted to, and I was like, I, I just I feel like we just didn't get enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, and I'm not even saying they should have shown more. I'm just saying for me to give points when it's so brief every time, it's like, maybe that's part of the reason it looks so good. I, I don't know. But it's tough for me to give that credit when we're just not gaining it for super long periods of time. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think six was high enough. So guess what, Davis? We're back. We are uh-huh. fully back. And I went with a 6.5 as my production overall. Sigh. <laughs> my summer had been going so well. I don't know about that. It had been going, and then, I don't know. And now I, just I, a, I will a say, though, halt. I forgot to include it. The... How the people looked when they get possessed looks pretty good too. Like the whole yes, black they eyes, do, and their face the, kind of the black contacts add the black contacts add so much to it. Yeah, so yeah. much. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, they do a really good job on that whole thing. It's the whole they're like choking for a while, longer than is like comfortable. You know, like uh, we're, yeah, we're like this person might actually die, uh, and then they're it like, no, wait, it, wait for it, wait for yep. it. Yep. <laughs> uh, final one, Davis. What do you think about the entertainment of Talk to Me? Uh, it feels so good to say and be back and say uh, an hour and a half movie. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Um, 
But it was interesting, though. This movie felt longer than an hour and a half, but not in a bad way to me. Um, hmm. It felt like they... It just felt like they fit so much story in, I guess. Like, okay, you know, like, once we kind of had that f- switch from kind of the teen movie I was talking about to more mm-hmm. focused on Mia, at that point I was like, man, this movie has got to be like halfway over. But it definitely was not and had a lot of the meat of the movie after mm-hmm. that switch is made, mm-hmm. so... Um, so props for being a shorter movie and props for making it almost feel longer than it actually is. Um, decent amount of, you know, comedy in there to keep, uh, things Uh lighter at points. Um, I think the horror scenes that we do get were not what I expected, I guess, from the movie. I didn't expect Mm -hmm. when you're talking about, you know, okay, you're having these ghosts or these ghosts are possessing people. I thought it was going to be more heavy on the ghost side. And it was really more heavy on the creepiness of the possession and the intenseness of, um, the mutilation and stuff like that. So I was not expecting that. And I also said, we'll say that the storyline for me, brings up the entertainment some too. Um, the reason I take away points is exactly what you said. It just kind of leaves you wanting more. And for that reason, I also don't think that the rewatchability of the movie is like super high. I don't think it's low. I could absolutely watch it again, but I don't think it would be super satisfying to watch it again. Um, I just don't think you would get a ton of payoff from watching it again. Still liked the movie. I still enjoyed it. Um, The ending I thought really did a great job of wrapping up the entertainment value for the movie also. So I leave, leave off at a seven. I just, it left you wanting a lot more, but I absolutely still thought it was entertaining above average entertaining movie. Um, you know, what's so funny is like in my mind, like certain movies fall certain ways, like into the range. They just fit. Mine is also a seven. Like it, just feels like such a perfect seven. It's not just a six, like just above average. Mm-hmm. Definitely not an eight and above. Because to me, when you get into the eight category, that's where you're getting like really special. To me, this was like a perfect mm-hmm. seven. If someone asked what was a seven scary movie, this would be it. Because I'm like, no doubt above average. Like, no doubt I like it. No doubt not super special. And that to me is what a seven is. <laughs> so, um, well nothing. Put. I don't. I like that description. Is that, that well, yeah, what do you think? I li- yeah, I love that description. But right. no doubt, not super special. <laughs> not super special, and I don't think anyone would say it is, but I definitely uh, liked it. The critics like, would say that. My goodness. It, like, that's Tomatoes, true. It they would like say it's super 90 special. 90-something, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, 96, I want to say. Does yeah. that sound right? That sounded right. Yeah, it was very high. But anyway, so my reasoning was, yes, I don't factor in, we've talked about this before, I don't factor in as much rewatchability. I do think there is some, but I agree it's not super high, but it is there. But overall, I, I didn't think it felt like longer than an hour and a half, but I get what you're saying. There's not really any wasted scenes. Like, every scene, something's happening to push it forward. Uh, a lot of good action going throughout, whether it's the self-mutilations or they're trying to figure out what's happening or some of the backstory. Just everything is pushing it forward. Um, I do think... I, I it doesn't leave you wanting more. Like I wish things were fleshed out a bit more. But overall, it definitely a good movie. I enjoyed the watch. A solid seven, no doubt yeah. in my mind. That's where I fall on it. 
Just, yeah, just, they could have leaned slightly more into the horror stuff on several scenes, and it would have taken it up, I think, pretty quickly to an eight, potentially. Yeah, I think eight potential is there. I don't think nine or ten's there, but eight is yeah. there if it's like, if they really hit certain things. It's thi- a good, like, solid concept for a scary movie. I just, like... And different enough, right? Yes, like, yeah, different yeah. enough, you know what I'm saying? There's so much more you could have done with the possession scenes or... I mean, obviously, they were seeing ghosts while they weren't possessed. Mm-hmm. There's stuff mm-hmm. you could have done with that. It just, yeah. Overall, our ratings, pretty interesting. We both had an 8 on story, 6 on scariness, 6 on acting, 7 on entertainment, production, 7 for you, 6.5 for me. Overall, mm-hmm. I had a 33.5 out of 50. Davis, you had a 34 out of 50. Combined for a 67.5 out of 50. This is our 49th movie. This does not tie in. Where does it fall out of 49 movies, Davis? Oh, man. Slightly below. God, it's been too damn long. This is not. I know. It's been too long. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. 49th. This is definitely. Well, I just say that. 32. I don't know why that feels right, but 32. Okay. Out of 49 movies, talk to me. With a 67.5 out of 100, comes in at number 20. Pretty good. Oh, I am way off. Holy crap. Pretty good. That might and be my worst right guess so far. That might yeah, be my pretty worst guess. That was really bad. <laughs> this is what's really interesting. Uh, it's a half a point above and below other ones because it's right in a run that we have of movies. Yeah, because you had to do a half point. In I like it. I like that it didn't die. <laughs> I love that it stands alone. I actually, I actually, I, I absolutely love that that's how this ended. So, Psycho is one and a half points higher at a 69. Nice. Cabin, in the, Cabin in the Woods, a half a point higher. How do you feel about that? 68 for Cabin in the Woods. I think that's fine. I Yeah. Because I think you I had Cabin in the Woods higher because it's higher because of me. So, yeah. but I, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I could go either way. You could tell me, talk to me was a point higher, a half point yeah. higher. Like, I'm I'm really fine either way. They're so different, but I'm I'm honestly fine either way. They're very different. I yeah. I mean Cabin in the let's be honest, Cabin in the Woods is gonna last much longer than Talk to Me is in the it's grand true. scheme of things. That's, you know. Here's the problem of the three that are right below it. Half a point below it, Poltergeist sixty seven. A point and a half below it, that Exorcist at six Exorcist at sixty six. I'm two okay and a half that, points below it, child's play at sixty five and a half. I'm also okay with that. Okay. Not, yeah, see, Poltergeist doesn't feel right, but I stand yeah. by I stand by my ratings, but that doesn't feel right. Probably just because the classic part of it. But yeah, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's, it's so I don't tough know if with it's, the, those older movies. It's just like... Yeah, because I don't so know how much get lost factored in. in. Like, production and like entertainment. Yeah, I think sometimes. production's a big one. Also, old ones create new ones. Almost, and I, Always bad in the oh, acting's definitely lower, but I don't know how much this factored in. The pacing of this was so much, and that's my biggest gripe with so many older movies is that there's no pacing. It's like, you know, my like God, we could cut forty five minutes out of this. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby or whatever, dude. Exactly, exactly. So I would probably like in our in our uh, tournament, I'd probably pick Poltergeist over just in a generic. There's no rules. Yeah. Pick which movie you want. I'd probably pick it. But a lot of that also does go to the classic part of it. Like, that, that is a big piece of it. Yeah, yeah. I would also agree, though, the, the rewatchability of Poltergeist is higher. So that might be a big part of it. 
But again, I don't know how long Poltergeist is. I mean, this is a quick hour and a half movie. It's pretty easy no, I know. to pop the on. Re- the time of it is fantastic. Like yeah. it, it didn't feel too fast, but it definitely did not feel. It was a really good sweet spot. Yeah. Like I think yeah. they. It wasn't just because it's ninety minutes. The way they did it yeah. was really good. Interesting. So overall, con- fairly controversial uh, rating, I would say. Hey, congratulations! Talk to me. Top twenty out of forty nine movies. It's pretty solid. That is so significant. Yeah. Congratulations! Sixty-seven and a half out of one hundred. Just a our final dog shit guess by me. Anyways, go on. <laughs> our final two questions before we always get out of here. First of all, Davis, could this happen in real life? Yes, absolutely. In Australia, all things are possible. First of all, yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> uh, I almost always say no. This is one of the first ones in a while. I've been like, you know, actually, I don't. I'm not big into like. Uh, uh, spirits and ghosts and all that kind of stuff and paranormal stuff. But honestly, I put actually possibly because like what I would have you, said you, ten times out of ten, you were gonna say no to this. Wow, I know, I know. That's wow. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, this really isn't that far of a leap. Like, if you're really into possessions, what else is there? Like, that's the only part of it. Like, everything yeah. else is pretty much on the table. Like, it takes hold of you and start you start trying to kill yourself. And she has all like a lot of it's real world stuff. Her family, like, all, like. Yeah, I know. I surprised myself too. I was like, you know, honestly, you could probably talk me into this. I, I don't believe in it, but like, definitely a possibility. There's definitely a possibility. This blown away, blown away. I know. Really, the most unrealistic part of the movie. There's no way that was an actual hand involved. I absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely no. not. No, it was way too light too. Did you notice that sometimes when it moves, like, yeah, it's way too light. No way. Also, I was a little perplexed by the physics of it. Like, I, it was leaning a lot, but still standing up on its own. I was like, I don't know if... I don't yeah, there's going to be a heavy weight back there, you know. I guess the wrist bone is very heavy. No, I don't... Maybe I, it is. I have no idea. horse bullshit. That's not a real hand. <laughs> not a real hand. Last one. Would you recommend this movie, Davis? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's... De- definitely the same. Entertaining. A quick hour and a half. Um... A fun new, new-ish idea. Like possession isn't like new to the horror space, but it's definitely, it feels like a fresh idea. Is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yes. Yep. I, that's I write what I I put up. I said, yeah, unique and interesting has a lot to it. Like I think you hit like the uniqueness of it. It's a big part of it, and it keeps your interest to it. Yeah, definitely. I I would I will yeah. recommend this. If someone asked me about it, I would say, yeah, I'd I'd watch it. It's not great, but it's a it is worth a watch and a good uh scare movie. Yeah. And it's yeah. not gonna take a ton of your time. Like this yeah. isn't a three hour thing, you know, it's so and definitely, I know we, yes, I know I we harped a lot on like wanting more from the horror side, but I don't want to take away from the fact that like there are good scary scenes in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So no, I agree. Yes. There definitely are. Yeah, there. I don't think you leave it being like, well, geez, there's like, how is this considered a horror movie? Like, no, when right. they go, that's what I was saying earlier. When they go for it, it's de- it definitely gets there. It's just not. Yes. I think enough. often enough or quite enough when you're what with what you're seeing, but yeah. they do nail it a few times. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent agree. Well, Plus, everybody, it's Australia. Come on. Thank you for joining us for our 49th episode of Talk of Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Our second bonus episode after season two, our next one, we will be back with our 50th episode with season three, the first Friday in October. Go ahead and mark your calendars. That's when we will be back the first Friday in October. So everybody. Coincidentally, that's when Scary Boy Summer ends also, first Friday, October. 
hopefully this would be October 6th <laughs> and we we already have October we got five movies coming for you in October but so Ryan, get that's ready too for much it. work uh yeah we do it for you though you're it's welcome. never too much work when it comes to the horror movies in the horror community so thank you all for joining us again wherever you're listening to us Apple Podcasts, Spotify wherever give us five stars a review tell us what you like what you don't like about severed hands about the movie talk to me about us about the podcast but also this one we really do want to stress. You can follow us on Twitter, me, your co-host, Ryan King at Ryan underscore King underscore now, your co-host, Davis Dillingham at The Real Double Ds. That's a DS at the end, no E's in between. Uh, but also, Davis, where can they follow us as a show? Where can they follow us? And go on there. We have the tournament still going right now where you can Absolutely. vote for all the way up until we are back in October. This tournament is going. That's how Absolutely. it's scheduled. It's going to be going all the way until season three comes back. So go on there, follow us, and vote for the movie that you think is the best one we've covered. And just vote for your favorite movie. There's no rule on what you vote for, but just look at the matchups and vote. Where can they follow us, Davis? New poll every other day. Isn't that correct? Every other day? Every other day. Yes, yeah. every other day. We have a new one. And it it's goes so for constant. two days. Boom. Yes. It just entertains content for you people. Pea minds. Oh, yes, it's it. content for you in August and September. Like, come on. You're welcome. But go follow it at talk of the house underscore all one word of course as we're coming up with a new season you also always have the option to recommend a movie that you would like us to do for the new season we have october booked up sorry like had to do that but november's wide open wide wide open open so you had recommendations go ahead and throw them on there we would love to do whatever you want i'm a kind of a slut for whatever they want I'll, i'll do just about anything i promise so everyone, once again, thank you for joining us for Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. The next time we are back, our 50th episode, and it is going to be a heck of a season three. We have really hit a stride. We love doing this. October's Cannot wait for be October. Intense, dude. We have it a is great go- lineup. A great lineup of movies. Great lineup of movies, and I mean, it's just more fun because it's spooky season. It's 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 always spooky season with us, but it's truly spooky season mm-hmm. when season three comes back. Yes. And we got some great movies for you. So again, you'll have to come back. Vote for your favorite movie when you go to Twitter, but also come back here in season three because while you're probably enjoying your summer, maybe, maybe you're watching still some scary movies, but you might be watching Barbie and Oppenheimer and all these other family things or whatever, or whatever is out there. But at the end of the day, you're looking forward to October. You're looking forward to when the sun gets setting earlier and bad things are happening to other people and not just some of us in this world. And that's because you need your daily dose of darkness. Come in. All right, podcast is over. Ryan, pop out those toes for me. <laughs>